Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. If you like case studies about industries outside of the typical sales, marketing, and tech lead generation space, this episode is for you. During this interview, my guest went over several examples of how he's able to read the minds of his clients' prospects and get incredible results with cold email across a variety of different industries. He's also used a very clever campaign to generate leads for himself, which I know you'll get a kick out of. Stay tuned to the end because this episode is full of valuable information that will help you generate leads immediately. What if you knew exactly how to use cold email, LinkedIn, the phone, and other sales channels to get new meetings and customers for your B2B product or service? Morgan Williams is an enterprise sales rep that's obsessed with cold outreach. If you're sick and tired of fluff, theory, and general advice on how to sell to cold prospects from people who haven't sold anything in the past 20 years and instead want detailed, tactical, step-by-step instruction, this is the podcast for you. Each week, he'll interview salespeople, consultants, and entrepreneurs about actual outbound sales campaigns they've run with real numbers and results. Each conversation will be a deep dive into deconstructing a specific campaign's results, as well as the strategy behind it. You'll get the opportunity to peek behind the curtain and see what's actually working now in cold outreach. Welcome to Outbound Metrics. Richard Meshley is the co-founder of Provoke.Agency. Provoke.Agency builds crisp websites, creative designs, and social media campaigns that infuse your brand's digital story. Provoke partners with companies who want to make authentic connections with consumers to help make their lives easier, one sale at a time. Provoke is here for those who believe robots don't build relationships. People do. Richard, pleasure to have you on. Are you ready to dive in? Let's do it. Thanks so much, Morgan. Awesome. Happy to have you here. So how does Provoke get results for its clients? How do we get? Well, we first start by trying to really understand where the client is hurting. And more than often, we often see, especially in our times, that businesses, depending what industry, are really hurting in the lead generation. It's just something that's common amongst a lot of B2B companies. Mm -hmm. What do you think is at the root of that? I honestly think there's so much information out there that people get overwhelmed and they don't take the time to figure out what they could on their own. Mm -hmm. And I say that to you because that was also my issue. And with everything that happened with this whole pandemic, it slowed it. It slowed things for me so much that I started searching for things that I wouldn't have done in my previous day to day. And that's how, you know, I I came across different techniques for cold emailing and different things like that. Awesome. What would you say makes Provoke different, unique versus its competitors? Uh, Well, we're big believers of Donald Miller's uh, story brand approach. So we integrate story brand 
as a methodology to do a lot of the copywriting that we do in terms of email, of websites, of social media, you name it. And the story brand approach is, is just a really easy way to simplify complex messages. And it's ironic because it's a bit complex to, to become simple. <laughs> a lot of uh, organizations feel that you need to like use these big fancy words and, and all this. But at the end of the day, when you're writing an email or you're communicating your brand to somebody, it has to evoke emotion. And if you're not doing that, you're losing them. Absolutely. So just trying to not necessarily condense a brand story, but just tell it as efficiently, effectively as possible, clear. Yeah. Yeah, clear. So, like, if you can't tell somebody what you're doing in five seconds, it's finished. There's nothing to say. And it's the same thing with the website. If you go to a website and you're like, where do I go? There's too much information. You've lost. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And you guys have productized pricing or custom? We do have productized pricing for certain services. Definitely. Yeah. And it, okay. custom when it comes to, I would say, like more complex websites when you're dealing with Magento or Shopify or when it goes into deeper design things, then yeah, it's a bit more custom. Awesome. And who is Provoke's ideal customer? It's a good question. Right now, <laughs> through our progress, would be most likely lighting manufacturers. This is a niche mm. that we've really start to build quite a lot of success in with a colleague of mine by the name of David Schiller who's a lighting expert and an industry veteran. It's one of, I would say, the industries that we've taken a focus on because we basically took industries that we felt were a little bit more behind on the whole digital you sure. know, marketing trend. And believe it or not, there are a lot of them. Another one is oil and gas. That's mm. um, also a good industry that we're doing a lot of uh, good work in. Interesting. For lighting, is that like a lot of like eco-friendly type stuff? Yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting because with the whole COVID-19 thing, they actually came out now with a light. I forgot the exact name of it, but I guess it's the equivalent of the um, kind of like the, it's not like the tanning salon lights, but it has a light that is so powerful that it can actually like kill a lot of uh, different uh microbes and stuff like that. So mm. that's a really, really big thing in the lighting industry. The fact is that I jumped into the lighting industry. I had a, a kind of like a gut feeling that this would be a good industry because of its time. And I study a lot LinkedIn. I looked at what industries have company pages, what don't. If you don't have a company page on LinkedIn and there's a, a common thread on that, most likely that industry is not up to date yet. And they're a little bit lagging. So then I just partnered up with a subject matter expert that kind of gave me the more technical background and that's what we're doing now. Awesome. So I know for the campaign, uh, one of the campaigns we'll talk about today uh, yeah. was, was really interesting. You were featured as Limlister on the, of the week, right. on Limlist blog for this. I'm really interested to talk about it because I think you're, sure. you're blending together a simple approach with something that's relevant interesting, unique. So for this campaign, what industry were you operating in? So this was a cool one because when I first started getting into this, I'm like, I didn't know what industry. I think a lot of business owners have this issue. Like, I don't know what industry, like just give me the industry that that's going to be hot. And I'm going to sell a lot of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? I have like over a couple thousand people on my LinkedIn. They're my first connections. Let me tell them what I'm doing. Cause I was so excited about Lemlist and about the personalization and about the ability to really create personalized emails. I'm like, everybody has to see this. Now, everybody, who can I send it to everybody? Let me send it to my first connections. 
So this is a hack that I'm sure a lot of people know. You literally can go into LinkedIn. You can download everybody's email. I mean, it's part of your data. So that's what I did. And I basically just told people about the ability of personalizing emails. I got a ton of demos from that. And I got business from that. That's what kind of helped me. And then slowly but surely, we started finding more niches that were more appropriate. But that was probably the best way for me to test this cold emailing approach. That's personal. And plus, I could leverage the fact I'm like, hey, we're first connection. So let's do something here, right? Mm-hmm. You're kind of go after somewhat this low-hanging fruit of your first yeah. connections. And yeah. you were introducing to something that, I mean, you don't sell lead generation, but you're just introducing them to something new, interesting that they could use, right? No, in fact, I do. Part of Provoke okay. does sell, sell okay. lead generation. Okay. But I was using the lead generation as a door opener to ancillary services. So if I did find that a certain client needed a lead, so of course I could now leverage the same campaign that I did for myself, for them, within their context, of course. And then I would notice that then other doors would open up like, oh, we need to redo the our website messaging or we need to actually refresh our brand and stuff like that. And that would open other services. Right. So using this, just kind of open the door, start a conversation. Yeah. And see where things go from there. Totally. Um, and how did you do that with your outreach? What exactly did you say and what was the angle you used for that? High level here, the, what I did on Lemless is basically create a simple message based on story brands. So I would essentially talk about the main issues that most people are facing. So I did target like VP sales and VP marketing, okay? Mm-hmm. And I understood that most of them are looking for new creative ways, especially to reach out in these difficult times. I took a picture of myself. I put it in like a little picture of LinkedIn. I then took uh, my logo. And then the Lemlist, of course, personalizes with each person's domain and puts in their logo. So the first email that I get, they're like, wow, okay, this guy took the time to make me a personal email. They don't get that it's automated yet. At least most people don't. The second and third email, they saw additional personalization. So... A lot of people reached out to me like, Rich, like, thanks for being so persistent. Like, this is cool. How are you doing this? And that's essentially what, what it was. Gotcha. And this was the Tinder one, correct? Correct. Yeah, it was a Tinder yeah. one. So uh, for people listening, Rich's email, which is on the Limbless website subject line, I think it's a match. Right. Um, you know, hey, first name, I was on company Tinder, parentheses Tinder for companies. And well, I'll let the screenshot below talk for itself. And he's got his icon with the companies reaching out to his icon that's dynamically inserted by Limbless, LinkedIn right. above and has it says it's a match, right? Yeah. Um, so she's a very unique, you don't see that every day, right? Uh, no, it's different. And it's some of the things I'm doing today, honestly, it's, it's a lot more than that. Today I'm playing around with video personalization and that mm-hmm. that's out of the water. I mean, you get a video and you know, you see the guy's face uh, and you say, Hey, how you doing? And it goes, Jerry or Bob, whatever. And you have text that's clickable. It becomes interactive. So most people are at the level where they don't understand yet that this is automated. And mm-hmm. when you write in the subject line, like I made a personalized video for you, that gets over 70% open rates. Mm. So that works tremendously. So I want to hear about the video personalization you're doing as well. Yeah. Um, last thing on this Tinder one you ran, what were the results you got with that in terms of their open rate. I have to check. I mean, but it was over, I don't know, at least over a 60% open rate. I think I got like 15 or 20 presentations out of it. Okay. 
Um, I closed business through it. I don't know exactly how much. I'd have to go check again. But it was a very, very successful canvas. I mean, I've toyed around with cold email before, but I've never seen the open rates and the click rates that I'm getting with Lemlist. Given that personalization. Yeah, and not to mention the fact I used to do other cold email campaigns. I used to send like thousands of emails every single day. And that didn't even get me the results that I'm getting with Lemlist. And that's just because it's a lot more focused and it's a lot smaller. You know, you're sending about 100, 150 emails a day, but the majority of them are getting in because they're not being flagged as spam. Right. The other thing, as I learned kind of the sensitivities of how to do this with Lemlist is you don't have to write a ton. The more you write, the worst. It needs to be so, like, it's really a science. It needs to be, like, concise. It's got to speak to you. It almost has to read as if the guy is talking. Mm-hmm. That's at least my, my personal style in it. Because if you want it to come off as a personal email, you, you know when you get those emails with, like, the headers and, like, a sure. thank you, like, tell it. It's obviously, it's the complete reverse of it. I like to tell my clients, you know, this is like mass emailing from an individual person. It's exactly what it is. Awesome. I have a question on copywriting, but I just want to sure. real quick. So that first campaign, how many people did you reach out to? I know you got like a 60% open rate or 60%. You want me, you want me to open up? Uh, let me, let me go into the you real. You can ballpark it. <laughs> I think that Tinder one was over a thousand, 1,147, if I'm not mistaken. Cool. That was the amount of emails. Awesome. So on copywriting, yeah. Um, being concise, being personal. Yeah. You don't have to write a lot. What techniques are you using to get your point across pretty quickly? Yeah. Again, I leverage StoryBrand to do the copywriting. I have a StoryBrand guides that kind of take my direction of an original idea. And basically it's a mixture of speaking directly to the desire or want of the recipient, emphasizing the problem at an external level, at an internal level, and at a philosophical level. And that's what good copy does. And then giving a really simple call to action. Okay. That's kind of my copywriting approach for emails. And uh, the other sequenced emails are just variations of that with either video or picture. And we just kind of play it up uh, until we get some sort of reaction. Gotcha. I also do, I should tell you, so I'll do this exact same thing on LinkedIn. Sure. So one of my strategies has been to mimic the LEM list kind of approach on LinkedIn to the exact same list so that the prospect gets, if you will, hit up on LinkedIn and gets hit up on the LEM list. And then I reference, I'll kind of say like, hey, I sent you a personalized email on LinkedIn, right, through automation tools that I use. And then they're getting the email as well. So they're like, wow, like they're really getting hit. Yeah, see, it makes them feel like you are like manually reaching out to them, taking the time yeah. to craft these messages and get their attention. Can you give an example of like that story brand approach you use that when you've explained something in the past, like broken something down to be very sure. direct? Sure. I mean, take any industry per se. I don't know. Let's take the construction industry, for example. Okay. So if I were to be pitching uh, construction owners or general contractors, the first thing I'd, I'd ask myself is, what do they want? What do general contractors want? So these are my, my recipients. So the desire is they want new projects. Okay, now we can get more specifics if I, the roofers or if I go after uh, kitchen guys, whatever it may be, you know, more projects in this area, that area, okay? And their main issue is that they're basically so busy, they don't have time to do marketing. 
they don't have time to go on LinkedIn. They don't have like, this is the last thing on their mind. They're, they're going from project to project to project, right? Right. When you talk to them about internet marketing, they feel kind of like, I know I should, but I'm not. Right. And I'm not good in computers. A lot of them have that reaction, okay? Mm-hmm. Even if they're like big, big companies, that they're not doing as much as they could. So they feel a bit frustrated or annoyed. So I'm going to push on those buttons. And then the philosophical is, I know I should, but I'm not. Okay. If you will manifest that into copywriting. And then once you talk about what they want, which is new project, you talk about their problem, then you present yourself as a guide. And that's kind of like the thing of the story brand is that you're not going to take the whole spotlight. You want to talk about them and their issues. And you're a guide. A guide does two things. He provides compassion like I understand your problem, your issue, and he provides authority. Oh, and plus I've done this for X amount of contractors. You know, when I was trying to find my niche, a lot of times it'd be like, you know, we specialize in helping da, 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 in this right. industry. You know what I mean? Like you try different things until it sticks. And when you start to see good response and you have some results you can show, you really can say that you have that expertise. Right. After you present yourself as the guide, you then kind of present the steps in order to engage. And a lot of good copy does not do this for some reason. They think it's like self-understood. But you basically want to spell it out in terms of what they should do. Step one, you know, book 15 minutes with me. Step two, we're going to discuss the best solution for you. Step three, like rest assured, like you don't have to worry about marketing anymore. So that's reassuring for the contractor when he reads that copy. And if you push on the right buttons enough, that's how you'll get, you'll get engagement. Yeah, people want to know what they're getting into, right? Yeah, it's kind of like when you walk into a restaurant and like there's so many things on the menu and you're just like, where do I, I start? Where do I start? You know, it's right. too much. So this is just kind of like focusing and lasering. Like this is what you have to do if you want to engage. Yeah. And the piece like, I really picked up on and I hope people key in on that. I mean, well, it's all great, but the I know I should, but I'm not. Right. In that market. Like, I know I should, but I'm not. It's like a small sentence with a few words, but you're really tapping into what's going on in that prospect's mind, entering the conversation they're already having in their head, not trying to jam what you think they would want to hear a hundred percent. Or something. I said, I said, it's custom. Yeah. Down. Yeah. But I tell this to customers all the time is this idea is that you, we must be able to, especially if I go into a new industry, I must be able to discuss and describe the problem 10 times better than, than the recipients that we're going after. Mm-hmm. And if we can do that, it's going to work. Copy is the most, in my opinion, the most underrated piece of cold outreach. Yeah. There's a lot of great technology like Limless that obviously is, you know, has its place and it allows you, yeah. gives you leverage and lets you do create stuff you couldn't do five years ago. Right. But I mean, the power of the written word to the right person is remarkable. So I really like that you like put that at the forefront with, you know, brand messaging, copywriting. Um, that's, that's the core. Yep. Um, so I love that. And we were chatting a little bit before uh, we started recording about you're speaking with someone who was selling PPE and they did a yeah. little tweak. Let's, so let's talk he- about that one. Yeah, that, that's a great that's a great actual uh, case because here's a client I took on. He was actually a personal friend. Everybody was jumping on the bandwagon, right? The mask, sell the mask, <laughs> hand sign. You know, everyone wants to sell. Okay, yeah. fine. And the guy gets his hands on like a lot of masks. We're talking like over two million. Okay. Okay. And um, 
So I create the campaign, I do LinkedIn. The guy's getting amazing results, but he's not getting like bites in terms of engage, like open rates are, click rates are amazing. But and I was trying to figure out, and at the end, what came out of this was a good learning experience. His price point was off. Okay. Mm. Once he fixed his price point, everything changed. So this is just a good case study because it does show you that if you do all the right elements, there are things outside of the digital agency owner uh, control. You know, if you're dealing with a client and the guy doesn't have the right price point, the campaign can suffer. There's mm-hmm. the, it's not about the copy. It's not about the, the personalization. You know, the guy's business model is a bit off. So mm-hmm. you kind of like have to understand where to respect the line between, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, this is your price point, but I don't think you should maybe you should lower it, right? So he finally lowers it. And this happened maybe two days ago. He gets an email from a well-known university and they ordered a hundred thousand masks for him. Mm. That was just the proof, you know, that, that this works. You know? uh, was he, he, he was doing cold, you were doing cold email for him. We created a campaign in Lemless for him. We created, like we showed his mask. We then put like the logo of the company on the mask, you know, we did different things like that, but it, it was really the price point that made, that made, that got him to sale. Awesome. So I got to dig in this one. Like this one's super interesting too. Yeah. Um, at a high level, like how many steps were in the sequence? Yeah. It was a simple one. It was three steps, you know, and okay. we, we, uh, you know, we, we pitched purchasing managers and directors. Okay. And, uh, we spoke about the new normal. Uh, we spoke about safety and, and health standards for their employees. But I think what really, and we, we also put in like calendar links for them to like book. But um, what really, I think what really switched that campaign up, like the messaging was right. The pictures were good. The list was hot. Yeah. Um, the LinkedIn was working. As soon as he changed the price, boom, it worked. And yeah. of course the demand was there, right? I mean, the demand was the there. The demand is definitely, yeah, the demand is definitely there. Yeah. And the market somewhat, I guess there's, there's, I don't know what's about PP, but I imagine there's people know they need it. If you work at a place where you know you need it. So yeah. people are researching it. So I figured there's not as much education that needs to go on. They just need to make sure it's the right thing. And like, where can I get it? At what price? Yeah. Now there's, a, I had another client also doing masks, but he has like washable masks. They last up to 30 cycles. Okay. So this one needed a little bit more of an explanation. Like this is not your average mask. It's like a, a whole, it's like a science technology in the fabric that is like antimicrobial, right? Mm-hmm. So in that case, I had suggested, I'm like, listen, I need you to do a video. And I don't have to hire a big video, cat, like, like simple, take your iPhone. I write the script for the client. I use the story brand methodology. He follows it. He says it. And then I personalize the video. And the click rate through that was tremendous. Awesome. So, and the big points in that were story brand approach. Yeah. Um, personalized. And you demonstrated what it was. It, it, it's yeah. so easier to get across with video. It, it is easier to get across. And, the, you know, kind of like I made this personal video, got me great open rates. And the fact that, because I didn't want to just take a picture of like a, um, or what looks like a cotton type of mask. Okay. People would be like, okay, fine. It's the, it's a cloth. Well, what, what's different? So I really needed them to see the owner, speak about it, open up that mask, see what it looks like for them to get a better understanding. Awesome. And that one's, I imagine 
like about three steps too in that neighborhood? Yeah, my sequences are either three to four steps. I've done sequences that are five or six. This is when it's more thought leadership oriented and there's like articles or like other content that the the uh, client wants to, to share and stuff like that. For that video, what would like the script kind of like for that one? What was the flow? It's, uh, hey, my name is blah, 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 owner of, um, you know, the company for PPE. And um, I want to talk to you about a new mask that is finally designed for the public. Because the problem that we emphasize over there is like everybody hates these like medical masks. You can't breathe in them. Mm -hmm. And they're not economically feasible. I mean, you're throwing them out every four hours. It's not good for the environment. So we touched on all those points. And we touched on finally, like, guys, this is the new normal. We're going to have to be living with these masks for a little bit. So you might as well give your staff and employees something of quality. Like, this is not a mask you're going to buy for 25 cents, you know? Mm -hmm. Quick intro, identifying the problem presenting a solution and why it's important and then like an easy call to action. An easy call to action. You know, click on this link below. You know what I mean? Make your order. That seemed to work great. Okay. This is awesome. And I assume both these campaigns had prospect lists in the hundreds then? Yes. my pro- Usually it's anywhere around 1,000, 1,500. Everything I do, of course, on Lemus, I always verify all of my emails to make sure there's a a zero bounce rate, very important. In the beginning, I wasn't so careful about that. Got in trouble. Not good. <laughs> Not a good one. You got <laughs> yeah. to be careful with that, you know, and I learned, to, you know, but um, yeah, we do it that way. And um, we're able to get the emails from different sources and that type of thing. I have seen the story brand book around for a long time, Yeah, but I've never got it. I've never bought it, but this, I'm going to buy it after this conversation <laughs> and read it for sure. Because I can tell like the core of what you do, it's really about telling a story yeah, and like having, focusing on that and having that be the core. Everything else is just like limbless and two other tools just support that. Exactly. Help you, you, give you leverage for that message. You you hit it. The idea of the story, like when I speak to people about storytelling, like a lot of business owners think are like, oh, like. Oh, I should tell people like how I started the business. I'm like, no, <laughs> nobody cares about how you start the business. You need to tell the story of your customer journey. You need to tell their story. They're the hero of that story. Tell it, tell it as if like, you know, it really, really, really well. And when you do that, the one who's receiving it, if he's the right recipient is like, okay, this, this guy gets me. And he doesn't say it out loud, but psychologically that text right. feels much more in tune with that recipient. The elements are the same, but when you jump to different industries, you have to know what buttons to press. In all honesty, when I don't know what to press, I reach out to subject matter experts in those industries. And I say, hey, if they don't know the story brand, I introduce them to them. And they're like, okay, this is really cool. Oh, it's this. Oh, it comes natural to them. That's how I build the campaigns. Reaching out to those subject matter experts, where do you find them? And like, what kind of questions do you ask them? Well, first you, you choose the industry and you look either for like consulting firms. It's sometimes it's like a one man show, but the guy knows what he's doing. He's been in the yeah. industry for over 25 years. A lot of those individuals have a tremendous amount of expertise, but may or may not be so good in marketing or they may not be up to par with digital marketing trends and they want help. So in the case of the lighting, that's what I kind of did and. Uh, tremendous amount of expertise, knows the industry very, very well, but needed 
like when he saw Lemlist and he saw the LinkedIn things that we were doing, he's like, oh my gosh, wow. So we did a campaign for him. And uh, I think we've put out maybe about five proposals already out. Wow. Yeah, it works. And you're able to take his domain expertise with your ability, your skill set. And just match it. Getting that message out. Right. And then Limless is the leverage. That gets at it. the end of the day, you know, the technology, like, as you mentioned earlier, it works well, but man, if you have the crap, if you have a crappy content right. and you don't have the right list, it's not going to work. Right. <laughs> you know? So. Absolutely. Richard, I really enjoyed chatting with you tonight and just learning about your process. Something I really like is when people are working in industries that aren't in just straight lead generation or marketing or, you know, SaaS or, you know, I love that stuff, but it's really great to hear what's happening in the rest of the world, right? In these huge industries and how different things are working. So um, Likewise. I really appreciate you coming on and talking about that. Check them out at provoke.agency. Richard Meshley, pleasure having you on. Thanks a lot. Be well. Awesome. Take care. Richard puts a lot of emphasis on having intimate knowledge of his market and he goes to great lengths to speak his prospects language. If you front load your labor by putting emphasis on learning the wants and desires of your market and using that information in your sales messaging, you'll see your results drastically improve. Make sure to hit the subscribe button and share this episode with a friend. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.